Hi, and welcome to Better Than New, the podcast to help you find a cool used car, truck, or SUV at a price you'll love. I'm your host, Gary Crenshaw, and if you caught last week's Part 1 episode on the 2002 through 2004 Ford SVT Focus, you got an introduction to this outstanding performance used car bargain, along with a deep dive into how Ford's special vehicle team turned the standard Ford Focus into a must-have hot hatchback back in the day. And in today's episode, we're going to dig deeper into how many were made, options to look for, how and where to find a great example of the SVT Focus, and what you might expect to pay for a good, better, and best example. So hop in, buckle up, and let's go for a drive. Okay, so if you've made it this far, and you think you might want to look deeper into the purchase of a used SVT Focus, let's dig into what to look for. Starting with the numbers. Now, the car was made again between 2002 and 2004, three model years. There was a total of 14,003 vehicles made. In the first year, 2002, it was only available as a three-door hatchback. Ford calls that the ZX3. And in that year, there were 4,788 cars built. Again, all three-door hatchbacks. For options in the first year, you could get the cold weather package, which consisted of traction control, heated seats, and an engine block heater. You could get the audiophile sound system. According to the brochure, it had a 290-watt amp with a 6-CD in-dash changer with an 8-inch subwoofer. And you could also get a power sunroof. So basically, three options. In 2003, there was a total of 6,158 made. And 2003 also saw the introduction of the ZX-5, or the four-door hatchback model. The uh, ZX-3, the three-door hatchback, they sold 3,985. And the ZX-5, they sold 2,173. That year, it looks like they also added HID headlights, although I think that was available. I think HIDs were available in 2002. That's uh, not completely clear in some of the things that I found, but maybe you could get HID headlights, the high-intensity discharge headlights in 2002. I'm not 100% on that. But the cool thing that came out in 2003 was the popular European Appearance Package, or EAP. That was a package that included all the options from 2003, the cold weather package, the audiophile sound system, the power sunroof, and the HID, or high-intensity discharge headlights, Plus, it included black leather Recaro front seats. And again, those were heated because you had the cold weather package. And 15-spoke dark argent colored 17-inch wheels. The EAP also had special colors. I had a brochure from 2003, and it showed that EAP could be had in a special screaming yellow, or I think it was competition orange. I don't know all the details, but there's a great website called Focus Fanatics. I'll link to it, and there's a page there that shows every possible configuration and how many cars they made and that sort of stuff. So if you want to geek out on that sort of thing, you can definitely do that. Just go to the show notes, and I'll put that stuff in there. Again, in 2004, there was still the three-door and the five-door hatchback. For 2004, they built 3,057 total cars of the SVT Focus model. There was 1,978 three-doors, the ZX3, the two-door plus the hatchback. And there were 1,079 ZX-5 models. That's the four-door plus the hatchback. Again, 3,057. So over the life of the car, the three years that they produced it, 
There were 10,751 ZX-3 models, and there were 3,252 ZX-5 models. So it's about 3 to 1 ratio, a little bit more than that. If you want a 5-door, it's going to be harder to find, right? If you want the ZX-5, if you want 4 doors plus a hatchback, they just didn't make as many. 3,252, that's it. So those are going to be a little bit more rare. So if you need that extra couple of doors in the back, uh, you're going to have to look a little bit harder. So for my money, I would probably look for a 2003 or a 2004 model. They're just a little bit newer, right? Um, and I would look for that European appearance package because that's going to be a fully optioned car. It comes with all of the options that were sold on the car, plus the Recaro front seats and the 15-spoke dark argent wheels. I could go with either wheel. I'm, I'm fine. It doesn't really thrill me to have the 15-spoke. They look like they're harder to clean, but whatever. I do like the Recaro seats, and I think that'd be a great option. In terms of pricing, I have seen in the last oh, three to six months about five cars locally that are in the four to $6,000 range that are, yeah, they were pretty decent cars. They They weren't super low miles. They were right around... 110, 120,000. And they were priced, I think the lowest priced one was 4,000. There was one for 4,300. There was one for 6,500. And there was another one for like 5,500. These are asking prices. So I, I have no idea what they actually sold for. But they look like, at least in the ad, decent cars. They had plenty of photos. There wasn't any dents. There wasn't any major issues with the interior. The cars overall looked decent. So that was a pretty inexpensive price, I thought, for the kind of performance you get with an SVT Focus. So I think that would be sort of the low end, you know, between four and $6,000. Now, Sort of the sweet spot, I think, is probably eight to ten thousand. That's where you're going to find a really good solid car that is relatively low miles, has all the features you want, that European appearance package, most likely, and it's been well cared for. It's been maintained by a owner that's owned it for a long time and has loved it. That would be sort of the price range. Now, on the upper end, I did go out on bringatrailer.com. So if you haven't been to bringatrailer.com, you really need to go there, especially for a car like this that's more of a kind of a specialty car. These things, when they sell on Bring a Trailer, and this is an auction site, so it's really going to be sort of the highest numbers you're going to get. But they're realistic numbers because Bring a Trailer allows the users, the people who are bidding, the people who are watching over the period that the auction runs, they get to comment on the car. And they get to say all kinds of things. You know, they kind of cut out the comments that are just sort of nasty and sniping comments. But they, they leave in stuff that's, you know, questions about the car or comments about what makes them great or things that might be kind of an ongoing issue with them. It's just a really great place to kind of dig into those details. And the prices that cars sell for there tend to be realistic. What I mean by that is, so I'm looking at a no-reserve 2004 Ford Focus SVT that sold just back in September 2nd, 2022. It sold for $7,400. This particular car had, I think, 90,000 miles. Let me take a look here. 92,000 miles, six-speed manual, had all the stuff. It says European appearance package, and it was, so it's a fully optioned car. Uh, some of the pictures underneath, you could see a little bit of surface rust on the subframe and that sort of thing. So it was a car that was used. It came out of, it says Bozeman, Montana. I don't know where it lived its entire life. I'm not going to dig into the details right here. But overall, a pretty decent car. Reasonable miles, $7,400. 
that's what it was bid up to, and that's what it sold for. Here's another one. This was sold for 9900 on August 26th of 2022. Again, sort of the same miles. This one had 82,000 miles, a little bit less. It was from Eagle, Wisconsin. Again, don't know where it lived most of its life, but that's where it's from. Again, this falls into that, you know, eight to $10,000 price range that I was talking about. These are realistic numbers. The most expensive cars from Bring a Trailer, the, the most expensive one I think was a bit of an anomaly, and that sold for $20,000 back on April 1st. Maybe that, hey, April 1st, Ugh, just fooling, just kidding. Uh, $20,000 on April 1st of 2022. It was a no reserve, 38,000 mile, 2003 Ford Focus SVT. This particular car, um, you know, again, European appearance package, red, nice looking car. Yeah, 20000 It was a really nice car, but I don't think I would ever pay that much at this point in time. If you think that's too much, I would agree. Uh, but, you know, you never pay too much. You just bought too early. <laughs> anyway, I think that's an anomaly. Uh, the one that I like the best of these was a 2004 Ford Focus in Sonic Blue. This was a ZX-5. It was a five-door. It was sold on June 15th of this year, 2022, and it sold for 12250 Just a good, solid car in a great color. Sonic Blue. Love that color. It's my favorite one. I would have bought that. $12,250. That's great. And that was within the last couple of months. So there's a couple others at around fifteen. I would say twelve to fifteen on the high end. That's about all I'd pay for one of these things. And for the kind of performance that you get, that's pretty decent. These are moving towards sort of that semi-collector world. Now, what actually becomes a collector car is really hard to call. I mean, you know, the cars can kind of noodle along for years and years and years, but they never really sort of like pop and go up in price. Uh, these will probably do that someday, I suspect, but I don't know when, and I don't know why, and I don't know any of that stuff. So I would look at it simply as, hey, if you like Sonic Blue, you like this car, $12,250, that's a pretty good deal for a car with only 39,000 miles on it. An 18-year-old car, 39,000 miles, it's like a three-year-old car or a two-year-old car. Crazy. Yes, yes, please, more of this. Okay, so be sure to check out bringatrailer.com. Um, other places you can find these cars, you know, eBay, uh, Craigslist, that sort of thing. I tend to look at Craigslist quite a bit. People use Facebook Marketplace, just wherever you find the car. Let me just kind of tick off some of the common used car things you want to look for in any used car, but in this case, the SVT Focus. So I've said this many, many times. I'll say it again. Condition, condition, condition. That is what matters when you buy a used car. You're buying condition. You're not buying features. Honestly, if you want a European appearance package car, that's great. But you know what? If you find one like a 2002 that doesn't have it, but it's in great condition, you should really look closely at that because that's probably going to be a great car for you. If you want to hold out for the perfect car, fine. I probably would because, you know, I'm weird. I'll wait a year and a half or two years to find the right car. But if you don't want to do that, then it's condition, condition, condition. What I mean by that is this. You want to know how many owners. You want to go with something that's like one or two owners if you can. Multiple owners tends to be a problem because they sort of like lose track of maintenance records. They don't care about the car that much, possibly. You know, when it's passed through too many hands, it sort of becomes a hand-me-down. And it's not as well cared for in my experience. Also, has the car ever been in an accident? 
know, a little fender bender kind of thing where it was like a small dent and it was taken out by the paintless dent removal guy. Or it was $1,000 worth of work to fix it or a couple thousand dollars. No big deal. But if it's like major accident stuff, certainly if it's a salvage title or a rebuilt title, walk away. You don't need that. That's just a problem waiting to happen. Now, there are times when buying a rebuilt title car makes sense. Okay? Uh, I've mentioned this before. Mr. Bean. Remember that guy? The British actor, Rowan Atkinson. He owned a McLaren F1. It's one of the most amazing cars ever made. You sit in the middle. There's two seats on the side. It's just an awesome car. It's like a race car for the street. Okay. He wrecked that thing twice. And each time it was rebuilt and it cost millions of dollars to do that. Okay. There's only a few of them made. It's probably got a rebuilt title. Who cares? But when you're talking about an SVT Focus, 14,003 total built, you know, just wait till the next train passes and get on board that. Just skip the rebuilt title. It's a bad idea. Unless you know what was fixed, unless you know the quality of the repairs, I would just say avoid it. Okay? Now, another thing when it comes to condition, you want to know, does the owner have service records? If they say the timing belt's been changed or other things have been done, you want to be able to back that up with records. If they just say it's been done and you can't prove it, well, you know, it, it probably hasn't been done or maybe it hasn't been done. You're taking a calculated risk. But if you can look at the records and go, oh, that was done, this is done, that was done. And especially if it was maintenance, it was done recently. You know, big maintenance items like a timing belt change. They tend to be 60,000 to 100,000 miles. So the SVT Focus does have a timing belt, and it does have an interference motor, meaning the pistons will crash into the valves if the belt breaks. So that's a bad thing. And the timing belt interval, kind of weird. I I found a couple of mentions of it. One was 75,000 miles. One was 90,000 miles. Another one said 100,000 miles. I would check with Ford and just confirm that. This isn't a maintenance guide here, so we're not going into those level of details. But it does have a timing belt, so if it hasn't been changed in the last, I don't know, six, eight, ten years, you might want to change it, right? Or if it has been done, that's a good thing. And as long as it's backed up by records, then you know that that particular work has been done. And the water pump should have been changed at the same time because it's in the same space where the belt is. So once you're in there, you might as well just do all that work and do all that maintenance, right? Another thing you want to look for is, does it have any check engine lights? Bring an OBD2 scanner. Any car that was built from 96 on has an OBD2 port underneath the dash on the driver's side. Different cars, the port's located slightly different areas, but the port is exactly the same for every car. It's an OBD2 port. And common scanners that you can pick up the local auto parts store, just plug right into that. And you can just scan for codes and see if, you know, somebody's deleted a code recently or see if there's like any stored codes that might show a problem with the car. Definitely do that. You know, check all the electrical and mechanical systems, you know, wipers, AC, heater, fan, uh, anything you can turn on and just see if it's working. Also, you want to look underneath. Is the thing rusty? Was it from the Rust Belt? Was it from somewhere in the Midwest where they salt the roads and somebody used it as their winter driver? I would avoid that. Just don't buy that car. Look for something else. Now, using a car, you're going to get some surface rust on axles and some of the subframe and that sort of thing. Once you've looked at a few cars, you start to realize, okay, a little bit of rust can be normal just on the surface, 
but something where it looks like the metal's starting to come apart and separate, you don't want that car. And you can avoid a lot of that by buying cars from the West Coast or the South or the Southwest where they don't salt the roads. So that's something to check for. You also want to know, does it need paint or bodywork? I mean, that's expensive stuff. People always say, oh, it's only like $500 to fix that, when in fact it might be $5,000 to fix something. To do paint and bodywork right is going to cost you money. If you can do it yourself, that's great. But you know what? That's time and energy. And do you really want to do that? Probably not. So another thing to look for is, is it stock, modified, or in between? Look, the SVT Focus comes with pretty much all the good stuff that you're going to want. At least right out of the box, you can you can drive it and have fun. Now, if you want to go faster, you're going to probably add a supercharger or a turbo to it. But if those things have been done, you really want to know, was this person qualified to make these upgrades? And were the upgrades quality upgrades? Or were they just sort of like hacked together and just kind of a mess? That's harder to tell. So unless you're an expert at that sort of stuff, I would say avoid those cars and go with something stock. So those are the common things you want to look for or you want to think about when you're checking out a used car of any type or, in this particular case, the SVT Focus. But again, for my money, I think I'd go with the 2003 or 2004 with the European Appearance Package. Check on Bring a Trailer, see if one's for sale. The prices seem to be pretty reasonable, even at the top of the price range. So that might be your best option. Another thing you can do is go on to autotempest.com. If you haven't used that before, check that out, autotempest.com. You can go there and do a nationwide search, or you can do a like a wide-ranging search, say like 1,000 miles or 500 miles within your area, and you can pick up any Focus SVT within 500 or 1,000 miles of you. And I try to reduce the number of filters that I use. So, for example, in autotempest.com, you can put in SVT Focus. It will pull that up specifically. But I've also gone in and done 2002 through 2004 Ford Focus. And then I'll put in like manual transmission. And that's all I'll put in. I won't say SVT. Okay. I won't even put that in as like a keyword. And it'll come back with a couple extra SVT Focus cars. <laughs> Simply because not everybody puts it in as an SVT Focus. Some people put it in as just a Focus. It's like, come on, ding dong, yeah, you know, make your search easier for the rest of us, but they don't. So you kind of have to outsmart the search engine, but that's how I would search. And again, 2003, the 2004 European appearance package card would be your fully optioned best version of the SVT Focus. A great car. One I think you would like. Okay, last category. So what else is sort of like similar to the SVT Focus from that same kind of time frame, that same era. Well, you know, that car and driver test, they tested the 2002 Volkswagen GTI with the 1.8 liter turbocharged motor, 180 horsepower, uh, inline four-cylinder, five-speed manual, weighs about 2,900 pounds, so real similar in terms of like size and weight and whatnot to the SVT Focus. That would be one. The Honda Civic Si, the EP3, the Generation 7 Civic with 160 horsepower, 5-speed manual. It only comes with a manual, and that one weighs about 2,740 pounds. Again, right in the same range as the SVT Focus. That would be another good option. I think the supercharged Mini, or even the later R56 Mini, the turbocharged model from 2007 to 2013, that's a potential option. But you know... 
here we are 18 years later. A lot of things are potentially comparable, I suppose. So it really depends on what you want. But the SVT Focus, to me, is special. Not just because it was made by special vehicle teams, uh, no pun intended, but because of the way it was built. I mean, it's really kind of this combination of we want to build a Halo car. And that's what SVT did for Ford, right? A Halo car is something that sort of transcends the typical hatchback or sedan or sports car and just takes it to a much higher level. They really improved everything about the car. Engine, transmission, suspension, braking, interior, exterior. The whole thing was improved. You know, 10% here, 15% there, 20% here to make an overall enhanced package that really is a great car. It's better than the sum of its parts. So I'm a big fan of the SVT Focus. Hopefully you are too after this episode. And they're really affordable as a used hot hatchback. So before the prices go up, I think you should give one a serious, serious look. I'm going to do that. I might do that before you do. So to SVT Focus or to not SVT Focus, that is the question. And the answer is yes. SVT Focus. I think you should take an in-depth look at these cars because they're really, really special. An SVT version from Ford is a special version of the car, and not a lot of inexpensive cars were given that sort of treatment. That's why I think this is a great option for somebody who's on a budget, and even for somebody who's not. I look at this car and I think, man, I could drive this every day and be really, really happy. Now, I do like driving a convertible from time to time. Not that I care that anybody sees me because I'm not I'm not attractive, but I do like putting the top down on the Miata and going for a spin. But I got to say, man, an SVT Focus is probably more fun than a lot of cars because it's quick enough, but it's not like super fast and you can use most of its performance on the street, right? Again, it's that old, you know, it's more fun to drive a slow car fast than a fast car slow. I hate driving high horsepower cars around, just kind of putting around town. It's sort of like... What's the point? Come on, man. <laughs> What's the point in that? Go drive something that you can run it up through the first three, four gears all the way to red line and go, whoo, you know, and have some fun with it. That's what you can do with an SVT Focus. And Ford put a ton of energy and time and money into developing the car. I mean, everything like inside the motor, the internals are built to take a lot more pounding than that 170 horsepower that it outputs. You could put a turbo on that. You could put a supercharger on that and really beef it up and still have a reliable car. The brakes are better. The suspension's better. Recaro seats on the European appearance package. I mean, just all that stuff, when you add it together... It's just a great package, and the prices haven't gone crazy. There's a lot of similar cars from that year, you know, the early 2000s that have already taken off in terms of price going up. You know, popular stuff that was made in limited quantities, those things are going up. That's frustrating, man, but the SVT Focus hasn't done that yet. It's gone up a little bit, but it really hasn't gone crazy. So I'm going to turn you loose to go find your SVT Focus. Now, go do it. I'm rooting for you. So the 2002 through 2004 SVT Focus is a fun-to-drive, entertaining, hot hatchback that makes an ideal driver's car for the enthusiast on a budget. So if you think you might like one, I suggest you look for a fully optioned 2003 or 2004 with the European appearance package, or just look for the best one you can find. 
But you better start your search before the rest of the world figures out what a performance bargain the Focus SVT truly is. And if you like the idea of driving a hot little hatchback, but you think, yeah, the SVT is not quite for me, well, then you might want to check out my earlier two-part episode on the R56 Mini Cooper S. That was episode 8 and 9. The R56 is the 2007 through 2013 Mini Cooper S, and it has a lot of the same attributes that make the SVT Focus great. It's a practical hatchback design, it's fun to drive, it's got great handling, plus even more horsepower and a little bit better fuel economy than the Focus SVT. Now, Mini Coopers do have their share of problems, and I talk about the issues I had with my 2011 Mini Cooper S and why, in spite of the problems, I still like the car. So check it out as well if you think a Mini Cooper S sounds interesting. And with that, thanks for listening to this episode, and be sure to join me next time for another episode to help you find a cool used car, truck, or SUV at a price you'll love. Until then, I'm Gary Crenshaw, this is Better Than New, and I'm really glad you came along for the ride.